I just wanted our children, particularly children in marginalized communities, to know that they can be an advanced practice nurse or, you know, they can at least know what an advanced practice nurse is. You know, they can say, well, you know, I want to be a nurse practitioner. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Rosa Donato, And I'm Marian Leary. And you're listening to Amplify Nursing a Penn Nursing podcast supported by the Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing. Amplify Nursing features nurses who are leading the way in science, policy, and innovation. Our guests defy stereotypes, define practice, and disrupt convention. We highlight the breadth and depth of nursing influence on society by amplifying nurses who are pushing boundaries and breaking down barriers to build a new paradigm. Today on Amplify Nursing, we talk with Dr. Charmaine Lawson, a nurse practitioner, entrepreneur, and the creator of the House Call course, Dr. Lawson has been meeting the needs of patients and practitioners in New Orleans since the early 2000s. The aftermath of Hurricane Katrina in 2005 left a profound need for care that Dr. Lawson was able to provide through her home care service. A consummate champion of the profession, Dr. Lawson has developed the Nola Nurse Children's Book Series to teach children about advanced practice nursing. In this interview, we talk about the book series, the importance of role models, and Dr. Lawson's adventures in nursing. Dr. Charmaine Lawson, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so super excited to talk to you about your work. Thank you for having me. Can you give a little bit of background on the work that you do, how you came into nursing, and sort of set the stage? Sure. I'm always hesitant to say when I started in nursing, so let's just say things got really heated (laughs) for me in nursing in 2004. (laughs) That's when I was a nurse practitioner. I had been a nurse for about 10 years prior to that and became a nurse practitioner in 2000 and moved back to New Orleans from Nashville, where I got my MSN and decided to you know, see how things were here back at home since I was originally from here. And worked a little bit for some local physicians. And then finally in 2004, I was approached by a local physician who was gonna be retiring and she wanted me to take on her house call practice. And I said, well, sure. Cause at this point I had done just about every specialty in nursing. so house calls or home health wasn't so far-fetched. The only difference was I was actually going to be the boss instead of being an employer, employee. So I said, sure, this will be something new for me. And, you know, lo and behold, it turned out to be a really, really nice job security for me in lieu of Hurricane Katrina. And so when Hurricane Katrina hit, that's when my life dramatically changed. Um, my, my house call practice um, picked up and um, we went through a lot of different changes overall. So um, in a nutshell, that's, that's kind of where my nursing career took me over the years until today. So I'd love to hear more about the work that you did during Katrina. Could you talk a little bit about that time and what it is that you did to help the residents of New Orleans? So, yes, I returned 
to New Orleans after Katrina, which occurred in August of 2005. And I returned to the area in October of 2005. I, like most residents here in the city, had evacuated. And I was gone for about a month until I decided to come back to the area because I had several of my patients who were beginning to return to their homes here in NOLA in New Orleans, and they needed health care. Once I returned, I realized that, hmm, this area is, is it's, it was just a lot more decimated than I envisioned on TV. It's one thing when you see um, the pictures and images on TV, and it's a whole entirely different thing when you're actually working on the ground. And so when I returned my practice, because I was one of very few providers who had returned, I my practice grew from 75 to 100 to over 500 within two months. And that let me know there that, you know, there was an indeed, there was indeed a need in the area. And it was something that um, I was really glad to be able to be a part of. The name of the practice is NOLA Central City Clinic. That's the name of the practice. And the house call course is something I started in 2008. And it is a course that teaches other healthcare providers how to start a house call practice in their area. And from that course, I also have books. And um, up until, of course, March of this year, we were offering live courses. Right now, they're all online and you know, in webinar form. And what I do is I walk each provider through the beginning of starting a house call practice all the way to the maintenance of a house call practice. Because everybody who's in business knows that it's one thing to open a practice and get it started and an entirely different animal to keep it feasible and making money or being profitable. So that's what my course does. And we have been doing that now since 2008, and we've trained over 600 providers from across the U.S. And how did you learn how to run a business? Is that something you learned on the fly? How, how does that work? Because as a nurse, um, there are a lot of folks who want to start their own businesses. They're not sure how to do that. And so it'd be helpful if you could talk a little bit about how you learned how to successfully run a business. Sure. And that's, that's a good question. And I will say that I do not have a degree in business. <laughs> and I did not really have a lot of people to help me. And that's why that was really the impetus for me starting the house call course to help other providers who wanted to start their own practice, because I knew of the difficulties I faced when I was getting my practice started. It was extremely hard. I, I really had limited resources, especially because um, when, once things really got going, we were also faced with recovery after Hurricane Katrina. So I pretty much had to learn a lot of things on the job or as they say, learn on the fly. And it was uncomfortable and I made a lot of mistakes. 
And then at the same time, because of the national, I guess, exposure I got from being on some of the um, news stations, I started to have a lot of people contacting me to say, well, you know, how did you do this? And how did you do that? So I decided to collect all of the information that I had learned to get my practice up and running and to get it successfully going and start the house call course. So to answer your question again, to go back to the, to the answer is that I really had limited resources. So what I did was I just did research. I called a few people, maybe a handful of people that I personally knew who had a private practice, not necessarily a house call practice, but a private practice who were nurse practitioners just to see, you know, well, how does this work? Should I get a biller first? Do I really need a CPA? Okay, are you in a state whereas you need a physician? If so, what's the difference between LLC? What's PLLC? You know, these sorts of things. So I heavily relied on my small network of friends who were gracious and so willing to give me information to help me get started. And I learned everything that I know now just on the job and just talking with a few healthcare providers who were willing to help me out along the way. Have you now trained many nurses and nurse practitioners to run their own house call businesses? Yes, I have. And, and they've all been trained through the house call course. Does your course only train nurses or do you do other healthcare providers? Yeah, it's, 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 it's everyone. It, and it's not just actually healthcare providers. I've had um, home health administrators to come. I've had PAs, physician assistants to come because they've just wanted to help their community, particularly rural areas, whereas there's a shortage of healthcare providers. And I've had quite a few of just home health agency administrators to come and say, we want to add a house call arm to our home health agency. Can you help us do this? How do we do that? How do we hire nurse practitioners in the community to now work with us and see some of our patients who need primary care. How do we add that arm on to our business? And so to answer your question, it's not just primary care or healthcare providers. I also have other administrators and also um, PAs and you know other um, healthcare providers to come through the course. And how has the home visiting area changed now that we're in the middle of a pandemic? Oh my goodness, <laughs> it has changed dramatically. It, it really has. And, and right now I have only a few patients who I actually visit in the home. Um, most of them would prefer that I not come and that's okay. You, you know, we are still being able to get paid for virtual visits from some of the insurance companies. So it's been working okay, um, but it's been tough. It, it really has been tough. The um, coronavirus really totally changed how we've had to provide primary care. Now, again, I do visit some, some of the patients in the home, but now we are pretty much 
telemedicine in a lot of respects. We are doing telemedicine more than we've ever done before. And for those patients who just are not tech savvy, they're just not able to do a video call. We, in some cases, will do, you know, telephone call and that sort of thing, but it's totally changed. And because of the coronavirus, we've had to also pivot as a business and, you know, decide, well, you know, are we going to still do this 100% of the time? Or are we going to add different functions or other means, you know, revenue streams to the practice? And and these are some other things we've had to add. So I've had to do um, more webinars, um, you know, teach more, more healthcare providers through the house call course. I've put out the policy and procedure manual for the house calls. I've done that. And I've had to do some other things um, to, again, have another revenue stream with the business because Corona has totally changed how we deliver primary care, especially for the seniors. And do you think post-Corona, you'll continue to keep up with those changes or how will that have you even thought about what the future would hold once, you know, there's a vaccine and hopefully things start to settle down? I have debated for a while if I am even going to continue doing in-home visits because of the virus. As, as you know, I, I do have small children you know, at home. So that's, that's a factor, you know, as well as, as far as whether or not I will continue. And then overall age population, most of them have not wanted me to come. And that's fine. It's understandable because they are, of course, the most vulnerable. So it has changed considerably from where we used to be as far as the volume, you know, we, we really, you know, we weathered the storm literally, literally with Hurricane Katrina, but that's different. This is a more invisible enemy and it's attacking the very population that we serve. So it's made us just really do some long, hard thinking about the future of this and if it's going to all be primarily telemedicine? Are we going to now add a cash arm? Are we going to do maybe a nonprofit arm? You know, so we're, we're looking at various things to shore up the business. And um, honestly, I'm not sure where the future is, but I know for sure that I will be involved in primary care. And now I'm working on my psych NP and, and I will be adding psychiatrists as well. I'd like to pivot a little and talk about your animated book series, NOLA, The Nurse. Could you talk a little bit about what that series is and also how you came up with the idea and started it? Sure. So Nola the Nurse is a, actually it's a company that I started back in 2015. And I've, for me, it, my, my background is I've always written stories. I've always written poetry. So just being creative is, is, is something that I naturally do. Well, when I adopted my daughter, I began thinking, 
you know, I want her to have a library and, you know, more specifically, I'd like her to have a library of books about advanced practice nurses, <laughs> you know, so she can know what mommy does. And I began looking and, and doing some research and trying to find books that really spoke to the role of the nurse practitioner on a children's level. And more importantly, I began to look for books that had children that had some melanin or some color to them because it's important. I did my research and I found that very few kid books have children of color in them. So I said, you know, I not only want to make a book series that talked about the role of the APN, that's your NP, CRNA, your nurse midwife, but I also want to have a book series that that's culturally sensitive. And so NOLA, being short for New Orleans, Louisiana, NOLA the nurse was born, and she's a seven-year-old girl who is excited about life, and she loves her mom, and, and she decides that, you know, I think I want to be a nurse practitioner like mom because she goes to the home to visit children and I, I to visit patients. And, you know, I think I want to do that. And of course she can't take care of real, real people yet. So she says, you know, I want to take care of sick baby dolls. And so all her friends call her and say, you know, Hey, Nola, come take care of my baby doll. And so she goes to their homes on her bike and to take she takes care of the sick baby dolls. But what she discovers and e discovers in each home is that it's a different culture that she explores and finds in each home, just like a real world. When you go to someone's home, it's a different culture. Some homes you have to take off your shoes. Some homes, especially here in New Orleans, you have to eat a bowl of gumbo. All <laughs> right. So, you know, she discovers different cultures and different countries when she goes to these homes. And so that was the whole premise of me starting the book series is that I wanted children to have an introductory level on what an APN is. Can we get our four-year-old to say nurse practitioner? Can we get them to say that? You know, that's what I wanted. And also at the same time, wanted to foster cultural sensitivity. So we have the book series and we have a big six foot mascot that we were taking to the schools pre-corona to do little shows and, you know, dances and talk with the kids, let them hear a heartbeat and just teach them the importance of washing hands. We were doing this before Corona because that's what nurses do. Right. So all those little things, I just wanted our children particularly children in marginalized communities, to know that they can be an advanced practice nurse or, you know, they can at least know what an advanced practice nurse is. You know, they can say, well, you know, I want to be a nurse practitioner or, you know, start becoming familiar with the terms. And so now it's just grown and you have 17 books coloring books and we are not quite, we're not animated yet. We were looking at some things and we were really on the cusp of doing something really big, but of course, Corona came. And so we've had to change a little bit with that, but we are certainly looking at being animated um, sometime in the near future. Yeah. I was looking at your website. I so very much love the mascot and the toy line. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of nurses 
as storytellers. And so when I saw this, I was immediately drawn to it and the representation, not only of advanced practice nurses, but nurses of color. Um, I I just really, I think is so important. And so I just love that you were putting this out there. What has the reception been like? It's been great. It, it, it has been really, really great. Whenever we go somewhere, whenever I take the book somewhere to do a book signing, we sell out. We sell out of books. We sell out of the dolls. I really, literally, I can't keep up. So, and I guess that's a good problem to have, but I, I just, you know, for now, we're, we're just trying to just navigate through the whole, you know, COVID environment with getting shipments in and supplies in making sure before we send out product to customers that, you know, they're sanitary, you know, we know they come from safe places, you know, here in the U.S. where the books are um, produced, but still, you know, now Corona has given us that extra layer of caution. So, and delivery times, delivery times have been, been impacted. Whereas before we would get books and supplies in within a week, now it takes about six weeks. So, you know, we're not a big company, you know, we're not out on shelves yet, but, it, you know, it's it's tough. So Corona has affected that line of revenue as well. And have you had any little kids come up to you and say, you know what, because of this, I do want to be a nurse practitioner? Has oh, that yeah. happened yet? Yes, yes. I get kids, I get parents who send me letters and, and tell me they want to be an NP. Some of the schools we have done the program at, they will call later or send me a letter later and say, hey, we've got kids talking about, you know, certified registered nurse anesthetist. I didn't think they could say that word. I says, I didn't either. I can hardly say the word, (laughs) you know? So I said, you're telling me you have a sixth grader saying that? Oh my. So, well, you know what? My work is done. (laughs) So yeah, we've, we've gotten great feedback and it's been an amazing, amazing experience. And I'm just, that's, that's really, where my heart is, you know, really, I'm just looking at, you know, expanding it more and, and looking at where where the future holds with that. And so for these stories, you write them all and then work with an animator or how does that work? I, I do. I write them all and I work with an illustrator and I send him my story and he just goes to work. It takes him. It's, it's, a, it's a rather lengthy process because even though I feel like I am, I know I'm not his only client. <laughs> so I sometimes have to wait my turn, which I'm not so good at, but you know, I have to wait until he can um, finish some of the pages for me. Like right now we're working on one about peaceful protest. And so he has the story and, and now I believe he's only on about page six or seven. Most of the stories run about 20 pages long or so. So we, you know, we, we're, we're trying, you know, we, we're trying. So my goal is to have a book that is out, you know, ready for sale at least every quarter. And I have the stories and I tell everybody the running joke is, boy, if I could write and draw, look out world, <laughs> you know? So I can only write and, you know, I have to, I'm dependent on an illustrator. So it's, it's, it's basically, I'm at his mercy when he can get one finished, get the book finished. And that's when we go through the whole um, prepping process and get that book published. 
And do you try and do timely topics? So you said the one you're working on now is peaceful protests. Are you thinking of one around like the pandemic or how do you yes. come up with your topics? Yes. Good question. I do try to write about things that are going on. Like the latest one, of course, is the peaceful protest. But the series just prior to that was the Jeremy series. And there are three books in that series. The first book is out now and it's Let's Talk About Germs. And it's it's a great book. We we're excited about it. We've got a lot of feedback about it. We just had an elementary school teacher to contact me on Facebook just a couple of weeks ago. And she said, you know, she found my book because she put in the search engine, African-American nurse. She was looking for books specifically for her demographic, her children in who were in third grade. And she said, my entire line came up and I'm, I was so thankful for keywords, right? And so she said she, you know, got some of the books and she went in talking to her. I said, you know, would it be cool if I just maybe came in and, and did a Zoom with the kids? She says, oh, but God, yes. So she, we couldn't get Zoom to work. So we did a FaceTime with the kids and it, they were so precious. She was dressed up like a nurse. And the kids were were there. They were excited. They had their mask on. They, they they asked me questions. They were engaged. They said, you know, I really didn't know anything about a nurse practitioner. Now I'm I'm so excited about it. I'm excited to know that you know there are higher levels of nursing. That's what one of them said. And I said, wow, you know. So yes, the the response has been great, and it's just it it just warms my heart that I feel like. I'm training many, many nurses to eventually be, you know, on the nursing force. Ken, it just shows the power of what nurses can do when you think about things outside of the clinical realm, right? Like you're writing this book, you're working with an illustrator, you're able to then translate that into this educational opportunity for these kids to now see how other areas of nursing and like the kid said, a higher level of nursing. Right. right. Yeah. She said it the right way. And she's in third grade. She yeah. didn't, you know, no advanced practice. She just said, you know, higher level nurse. And I was like, yes, that's it. That's, you know, and so, you know, my work is done because I said, you know, I want to just create a buzz about nurse practitioners, CRNAs, midwives. I want them to be able to pick up a book and see, you know, a, a character that looks like them. We have Bax the nurse, we, who represents the males. And, you know, we have a Latina, there's Charo the CRNA, Maddie the midwife. And, you know, and, and so we have one that represents, you know, all, all shades that, you know, really is a representation of America. Why is this so important to you for people to see these advanced practice nursing roles? Well, because we are on the front lines. Advanced practice nurses are on the front lines of healthcare. We are really making a difference. We're making an impact. In 30 plus states right now, we have full practice authority where we can practice without restrictions of you know physician oversight. That's pretty important. And so why not increase the ranks of these nurses who are providing in very important care, particularly now 
with the the coronavirus and and you know the spikes we we we're on the front lines we're in these ICUs we're in the emergency rooms you know we're everywhere we're on the front lines going into the hotbeds i i took a trip back in in may to new york we we're, we're in the epicenters we're going there to to help fight with the coronavirus so i believe that our children should know and at least have an opportunity to decide between you know do I want to be a nurse practitioner or, oh yeah, maybe a lawyer, maybe, maybe a physician, maybe, maybe a teacher, but they all, they, yeah, now, now they can say a nurse practitioner. I think, I think I can do that. And, and I just, I want nurse practitioners to at least be in the running <laughs> for an opportunity. You know, they, they can't aspire to be something they don't see. Well, you are an incredible advocate for advanced practice nurses. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If folks wanted to check out the NOLA, the nurse series, where would they find it? So most of the series, in fact, all of the series is on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. We are online at Walmart and Target. And of course, the website, nolathenurse.com. You can find all of the books there. And But I have a little disclaimer at the top that says shipments may take between six to eight weeks. So just, you know, I mean, we've had people to still purchase and say, look, we want them because it's coming directly from me. And then you can have the option of having the books autographed as well. If you purchase them from directly from nolathenurse.com. I've had other people who purchase them from Amazon and they just ship them to me and I ship them back and, you know, I'll write the note in that whatever, whatever works, but those are the main places where you can find Nola the Nurse products. Well, Dr. Lawson, thank you so much for talking with us. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Hello, Marion. Hey, Angela. How you doing? I'm amazing. How are you? Couldn't be better. So we just had a fantastic conversation with Charmaine Lawson. Yes, Dr. Charmaine Lawson. Let me tell you, I love when nurses use different mediums and their creativity to promote the profession. How cool is it that she created this animated series? And actually, nope, not animated. I learned something new today. Love when I learned something new. Illustrated. I kept saying animated. She kept saying <laughs> illustrated. <laughs> the yeah. Illustrated series, Nola the Nurse. Yeah. She, she's really, she's a ball of creative energy, actually, when you consider that she, um, you know, is a nurse practitioner, went back to New Orleans, um, got there right after Katrina and started doing all kinds of creative stuff in order to take care of people in the aftermath of Katrina, um, which was the beginning of her creative process, which just led into, you know, more creative process, one right after the other. Yeah, nurses as entrepreneurs, man, we can't be stopped, right? She has her own house call business. She has her own business to train other providers to start house call businesses. And she has illustrated series. Pretty remarkable. Yeah, she is really remarkable. Amplify Nursing is hosted by Dr. Angela Rosa Donato and Marion Leary and produced by the University of Pennsylvania School of Nursing, with special thanks to our Department of Information Technology Services for their assistance. 
Music for the podcast was created by Harper Leary. The podcast is made possible by the Krista and Rich Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing. Follow us on Twitter at Penn Nursing. Until next time, keep pushing over, under, around, and through. We want to thank you for listening to the Amplify Nursing podcast and remind you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you enjoy your podcast listening. And if you can do us a solid, please rate and review us as well. It will go a long way in amplifying our episodes.